Unfortunately, a lot of sales that's taught in the marketplace right now is transactional sales. Let's get in, let's get it done no matter what. We're always gonna win, always be closing. And I wanna punch those assholes in the face because they're just destroying it for the rest of us that are genuine good fucking people, but want to go have real conversations. So let me clarify what selling truly, truly is so people can get this kind of used car sales mentality out of their freaking mindset. Welcome to Grounded Content. I'm Marion Abrams. This is the podcast where grounded and honest meets tactical and effective. And that's because I believe that the two are the same, that being grounded and honest is being tactical and effective. So when you think about getting new customers or you think about getting new listeners or new followers for your social media channel or your YouTube channel, think about it this way. Think about it like customer acquisition, customer service, and customer retention. So customer acquisition, that's how do you get new people, new customers in the door? Or if you're building an audience, how do you get new listeners to come and check out your podcast? If it's a YouTube channel, how do you get new viewers to come and watch your video? That's the customer acquisition part. And that's the part where it can be really tempting to use shortcuts, to use sketchy tactics, to use stuff that is not grounded or honest because you want to wave that huge flag and get people in the door. But then comes part two, and that's customer service. Are you keeping that promise that you made when you were waving that flag? Are you keeping that promise to your audience? Are you giving them what they expected to hear in your podcast or in your YouTube video, right? So this is where your titles and your thumbnails, are they clickbaity? Then you're not keeping that promise. But if the content If the podcast episode or the video or the post on social that you figured out how to stop the scroll, if that content lives up to the promise, that's your customer service. And then comes part three. And this is really important. Customer retention. Are your listeners, are your customers, are your viewers going to come back for the next episode? Are they going to open the next email? If you had that clickbait, scammy email headline and you got them to open it and you did not live up to that promise, they're not going to open the next email. They're not going to subscribe to your podcast. They're not going to follow your Instagram channel. They're not going to watch your next YouTube video. And that's why I say, grounded and honest, when you look at the full lifetime value of your customer and when you look at the potential of your customer to be a brand ambassador, grounded and honest is tactical and effective. And that brings us to today's guest. Today's guest is Donnie Bovee. And I'm really excited about it because he brings this grounded and honest mentality, mindset, way of thinking to the sales technique. Make no mistake, he is a hard-driving salesperson. He's effective. He knows how to get the deals done, to sell what he needs to sell. And he teaches others how to do it. When you hear this episode and when you hear him talk about sales... I think it may open your mind to a new way of looking at closing those deals. Now, speaking of grounded and honest, before we get into this interview, I want to talk a little bit about what I do for a living. So you may know that I've been working with Spartan, the big obstacle racing brand, which is now the world's largest endurance brand, creating content since before they were a brand. And one of the things I'm really proud of is that I built their podcast with the CEO and founder and with about 14 other hosts. And we've been really successful. So why am I telling you about that? Because what I do for a living is I help people like you grow their platform, grow their business, get their message out, meet their goals 
with their podcasts, with their content strategy, but especially with their podcasts. And we dig in looking at what can the podcast do for you and for your business, really specifically, tactically, what are the resources you have to put against that? And how do we build a plan to get you real, tangible, measurable results? So if that's something that you're interested in, or you know someone who needs that, send them my way. You can find all my stuff at MadMotion. The website is madmotion.com and on Instagram, madmotion. Okay, now, finally, the big payoff. Here's the interview with Donnie Bovine. Welcome to Grounded Content, Donnie Bovine. Dude, my honor. I love hanging out with you, girl. You've been a fun. We haven't known each other very, very long, but I've always enjoyed our conversation, so this will be fun. Yeah, I'm really psyched about this. So I've been having conversations with a couple of friends of mine who are really smart, creative, accomplished, experienced in their business. And the biggest problem that many of us, and I'll confess myself included, the biggest problem we all have is that we have these natural organic conversations with potential clients, with a lot of people, and we don't ever convert them into the sale. And I was listening to your podcast and you were like, I hate that term of closing when you were talking about adult conversations, but I feel like there's almost two kinds of people when it comes to sales. There's the ones that are like all about doing it by the book and they want to close and they want to keep their data and they don't even see the customers as human. They're just boxes they check. And then there's the other side. They're all about being human, but they can't figure out how to get out of their own way and actually make a sale. And so I'm guessing more of my listeners are the second kind. And I know I am. So what do you tell people like us? Well, it's really simple. It's, it's, I'm on the second team. I'm not a transactional sales guy, which is the first people you described. And unfortunately, a lot of sales that's taught in the marketplace right now is transactional sales. Let's get in, let's get it done, no matter what. We're always going to win, always be closing. And I want to punch those assholes in the face because they're just destroying it for the rest of us that are genuine, good fucking people. But want to go have real conversations. So let me clarify what selling truly, truly is so people can get this kind of used car sales mentality out of their freaking mindset. Sales is a conversation. It's a conversation that has to have an outcome. And what people screw up is they forget that it has to have an outcome. I do not believe in closing. I believe in closure and there's a massive difference. You've got to get to the end of every conversation with a commitment to move forward with something, a commitment to not move forward with something, or a commitment to just be good fucking friends. And people forget the closure step. So every conversation I get into with somebody is a sales conversation. I don't care if we just met on LinkedIn. I don't care if I've known you for 20 years. When we get into a conversation, it's a sales conversation. We're going to have fun. You're never going to feel like you're being sold to because my philosophy inside of sales is I should be disqualifying you for anything I could properly offer to you because if I'm trying to qualify, if I'm trying to convince, if I'm trying to persuade you to buy, I'm going to come across like an asshole sleazeball sales guy. I love this idea we're talking about. It's like an adult conversation, right? And so many of us are afraid to bring up things like budget and all the things that we think are going to be problems. We shy away from them. And then all of a sudden they come up at the end of the conversation. Well, for sure. It's because we grew up as kids and mom and dad said, don't talk about money and don't talk to strangers. 
And now you're a fucking salesperson who wants to talk about money and talk <laughs> to strangers. I mean, it's not a natural thing for most people. And the only experience people have if they haven't grown up in the sales games is a friend who got into multi-level marketing or something and now just browbeats them the shit over the head like, you got to buy this. I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow and all the other stupid shit they say. So the trade-off is, one, I truly believe you got to absolutely love what you sell. You have got to be so passionate about it that you can't help but talk about it. And that does a lot of the selling for you. Second, you got to pour into people. And when, when you have a conversation with somebody, they got to walk away from that conversation going, damn, that is one of the best conversations I've had in a while. I mean, I literally, right before this call, Marion, I had a gentleman on the phone and I walked him through several things he could do to grow and scale his business. And he's a sales training company. And when we're done, he goes, holy crap, Donnie, I swear, this is probably the best conversation I've had in months. And I said, well, I really appreciate that. Now, what are you going to do with it? And he went, bam, 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 bam. He goes, how can I come start working for you? How can I invest in you? What programs do you have? He started selling himself on my services, which really makes it easy to say, hey, well, let me walk you through some of the things that we offer. You and I had our first phone call. And it was a great conversation. I certainly learned some things. I hope you learned some things. You said every call is a sales conversation. So how, in your mind, were you going at that conversation? So sitting across from you, I have to make a bunch of assumptions on a sales call. The way a person introduces themselves, the stories they tell, everything tells a story. And I'm going to make assumptions all the way through that. So in my head, I know what every service and product I sell. And I know what the cost of that is. So what I'm going through and sitting across from somebody is going, okay, can they afford this? Now that's 25 grand. They probably can't afford this. Can they afford this? Probably not. And I'm going to go through, I'm going to improve my assumptions until I find the place where they may fit into our world. And then I'm going to dive straight into that. And somewhere along the line, I mentally checked a box. Dude, we're going to be great friends for a while until she gets her business really, really growing and rampant. So I made all these assumptions all the way through and did not move it into a closure type conversation because the opportunity wasn't there yet. At some point, you're going to come back to me like, dude, let's rock and roll. Let's have some fucking fun and dive in. But if I would have gone in for a hardcore close or something, you'd have never talked to me ever again. I wouldn't be sitting here right now. 100%. 100%. So how do you have that confidence? I mean, I know you're great at what you do. You're great at selling and you're great at teaching others. And I've been listening to your podcast. You know, there's tons of great information in there. You have that confidence that people are going to come back to you. This confidence is not a natural thing. This is a learned thing. I mean, growing up, I was the youngest of three boys, shy as shit. I wore glasses. I didn't fit in. Through high school, my teachers told me they were passing me on because they didn't want me back the next year. I went through the Marine Corps. I've always been in the sales profession my entire career. But this confidence is a learned skill. I mean, to this day, if my grandfather and my uncle, who were the patriarchs of my family, if they were walk into this room right now, you wouldn't see the guy who is confident as hell of them because I was always intimidated by them growing up. So the white, gray hair, fucking business, strong guys, they destroy me. I just don't have it in that moment. It's taken a lot of work to get there. But I love what I fucking do. So this is my natural passion level talking about all this stuff because I really freaking enjoy it. So the 
coolest thing that I ever worked on myself was to learn to not give a shit what people think. And this was a weird way to learn this, but I was working in St. Louis. There was an older gal that worked with us on one of the sales teams I worked there. And we worked side by side for three freaking years while she was retiring. And during her retirement day, I walked up to her and I said, man, you know, I'm going to remember you for the rest of my life. And it's been great working with you. She looked at me without skipping a beat. She goes, I ain't going to think about you past the doorway. Once I'm out of this shit, I'm out. And I went, holy shit. I've put so much weight on this relationship that I thought we were friends. And I think truthfully, there was some friendship there, but she compartmentalized work, life, everything. This was a compartment. I fit in that compartment. That compartment was gone. And I started looking around. And not that people aren't compassionate, caring people. Just everybody in this world has a selfish nature to them. And they give a shit about themselves. Once I started learning that when you sit across from somebody, they're just as fucking nervous as you are. They're scared of the process. They don't want you to know they're broke. They don't want you to know they're struggling to pay bills. Or they don't want you to know they had a rough childhood or everything else. So I'm empathetic as hell to the person I'm sitting across from. Because I know the feelings it feels like when someone's trying to sell me. And I'm like, shit, this is a sales guy. Or... Christ, what if they find this out or whatever else? So I get it. And rejection only happens if you allow yourself to be rejected. And because you put so much emotional weight on that person has to like me. There has to be no like in sales. There's got to be trust. Like is an added bonus, but it's got to be trust. And if you can establish trust, great things go. And the only way to truly establish trust and to come across as confident you got to be willing to share your own story. you got to be willing to tell your own shit. So when I sit across from anybody, I love saying, hey, when I launched this company six months in, I almost fucking lost everything I had because I had no clue what the hell I was doing. That quick minute of vulnerability allows everybody else to come in and go, huh, well, if he can be vulnerable, so can I. And it changes the dynamic of the overall conversation because now you become human. And once you become human, it's no longer a stoic sales process. There's this guy, John Levy. He's a behavioral scientist, a social scientist. And he talks about how trust is built in social situations, in social environments. And exactly what you said, it's this exchange. So I offer up a little piece of vulnerability. I open the door a crack and you either kind of respond like, huh, I never felt that way. And the door closes and that's the end of that. Or you come back and say, yeah, you know, this other time that happened to me. And then as you open those doors of vulnerability, that trust is built. And there's an inherent mistrust that you have to overcome when you're selling. I mean, I can tell you, right, we had a great conversation and I think we were introduced initially because somebody suggested I invite you to a program we were putting on. And we kind of had a connection before we connected. But my thing was, I'll just hop on the phone with this guy and I'll see who he is and what he's about. I really didn't have a plan or an agenda or whatever. But I think we go into those calls, especially the way the world is now and all the bullshit sales sort of like plans and tactics that are out there with a little trepidation. What's he really want? And you know when you're being taken for a ride, right? For sure. And I think if people 
will wrap their head around whatever product and service you sell. There are certain things people have to have before they can agree to do business with you. Like they've got to have money. They've got to have the ability to say yes or no. They've got to have a desire to want to actually do something and fix whatever problem or issue you're helping with. And if you have those three things and you know that they've got to do it. So let's say whatever you're selling is $10,000, right? Just to throw a random number out there, okay? And I don't care if it's $100 or a million dollars. There's a number on what you sell. But if you know it's 10 grand, part of your job is to go in and disqualify them to be able to actually spend that kind of money. So your questions you ask, your understanding, your diving into that world is to learn. Like I know that if somebody's six months into their business, the idea of spending $10,000 is never going to be a thing. So a lot of the times when I start off a conversation, I'm like, okay, cool. Tell me your story. And then they tell me their story. I'm mentally totally into the moment, but I'm listening for key things that says, well, I'm six months into my business. You know, we're still trying to figure things out. And I instantly can start making some assumptions. Well, if I'm six months into the business, I can't afford $10,000 a month. So this becomes a friendly, let's get to know you. Let's see if I can make some introductions for you conversation. Now, if they flip it, they say I'm four years into the business. And I'm like, okay, they've been around. They've got their teeth kicked in a few times. They may have some struggles, but they've figured some things out. And as they're telling me their story, now I'm going to start changing gears and go, I'm wondering how strong their sales game is. Are they bringing on new business? So I'm like, well, tell me, how do you go about getting clients? And I'll listen for it. And you'll see instantly if they love the process, they're like, ooh, we do this and we have this set up. But if they don't, they're like, oh my God, I struggle with that so bad, right? Now I can start making assumptions. And all I'm doing is clarifying the assumptions all the way through until I can paint a picture that this is somebody I want to work with. I don't want to ever convince somebody to work with me. I don't ever want to persuade somebody to work with me. I want to have the desire to go, I really want to fucking work with this person because I can tell based off of their background, they've had past successes, past win, past stories, that if I work with them, if I talk to them, they're going to fucking want to actually do the things that I need them to do to be successful. I'm stoked to work with them. I think they could afford it. And I think I've seen you post that you do something like five calls a day. Is that right? I have a 15 by 20 rule. So every morning, 15 minutes a day, I do 20 reach outs to people who on the surface fit the parameters I'm looking for and could potentially say yes. And what I'm thinking is that the sheer amount of people that you talk to gives you that opportunity so that you're not hung up on any one call saying, oh, I got to close this sale. I got to close this sale. Because if you've got 20 reach outs, it's much easier to say like, one of these might be interesting. Yeah, for sure. And this isn't a brag move. This is just the volume I do things. So I sit here at my desk from seven o'clock in the morning till six or seven at night, back to back in Zoom calls and meetings. And what's happening in those meetings? How many of those are like service to existing clients? And how many are, I don't want to say closing, getting new customers? So a majority of them are new people that I'm bringing into my world. Now I have static appointments and client trainings, but I've designed the company that I get as much crap off my plate as possible so I can go meet. And my job is to go be the face of the company. 
if you are a CEO, if you're a business owner, your job is go be the face of the damn company. So you've got to be out there. And that's everything that I'm doing. And if I'm not meeting with new people, then my company's not expanding and growing. That's my job. You said you spend 15 minutes or 20 minutes doing your reach outs in the morning, but you're actually doing it all day. I'm doing the reach outs on LinkedIn or Facebook to try and meet new people, bring them into my world, handling a lot of introductions. And then I'm doing what I call virtual coffees with people throughout the rest of the day, meeting as many new people as I possibly can. And what I've done is built that virtual coffee into a specific routine that I walk people through that allows them to get tremendous value. Because most of the people I talk to, they're in a stage of business. I'm trying to figure out what stage of business they're in so I know how to best give them as much value as I can right then and there. And to help other people able to figure this out, you've got to go have a lot of virtual coffees, more than you think you have so far. And you've got to start figuring out the narratives that are indicators that people could work with you. And then learn to move the conversation around that puts people, and I hate the phrase boxes, but basically puts them into stages of their company so you know what story you're going to tell next to help uncover the things to figure out if you want to work with them. How do you keep track of all these people? So this phrase I'm about to say is going to drive so many people fucking nuts. I don't believe in closing, but I'm a one call close. So what I mean by that is I suck at follow up. I suck at reaching back out to people. So I know I've got 60 minutes sitting across from somebody. My story and how much I'm going to share is going to take less than two minutes. Like really fast, guys. This is seriously. Somebody asked me, goes, all right, go, Donnie. Tell me your story. I'm like, four years in the Marine Corps, 20 years straight commission sales, turned 40, got tired of making everybody else money. So I launched Success Champions in 2017. Six months in, I looked at my wife, said, babe, we're about to fucking lose everything. Found podcasting in May of 2018. Got one of the top shows in the world. My non-compete got up in September. I blew up and went crazy. Flash forward to where I am now. I have six companies, two top podcasts, four best-selling books, the Badass Business Summit, and we're just having fun in life. That's my entire story. That's only portion of the virtual coffee I want to be on me. The rest of that time, it's like a tennis match. Every time they try and hit the ball over to me, I'm just going to knock it right back to them because I want to pour into their world. I want to understand where they're coming from. And I would say only about 20% of my virtual coffees turn into clients. More and more people are people that are not ready or at the level that can work with me. But by God, I'm going to make sure I have helped them grow, scale, and get bigger in their business by the time I'm done with it because they're going to become a champion. If I can give somebody a golden nugget, something of value in that frame of time, and by the way, guys, if you're listening to this, you ever want to do a virtual coffee with me, it won't ever feel like a sales call, I promise you. But if you want to just help with your business, reach out. So when I do these calls, and I have a lot less experience under my belt in that regard, I've been podcasting and producing for 30 years. But selling this service of knowledge is a whole new thing for me. Yeah, you're selling air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I come from the background where you only sell work. You got to sell work, you know, so that's, <laughs> that's a new one for me. But I've been told that when I have these meetings, 
I give away too much information. They're full of shit. They're absolutely full of shit. Your problem is you're not mentally looking at that conversation going, do I really want to work with this person? And I think if you flip the script to let me convince them my knowledge is amazing and awesome, let me show them how badass I am, and you flip that script to change it to would I actually be able to get them where they need to go? Would they put in the time, the energy? Would they actually invest in the moment? And you come from that, and you could still pour into them and give them all that fucking knowledge. So what I love about sharing all the knowledge and giving all the answers is it eliminates the fucking DIYers. And a DIYer is an absolute pain in the ass to have as a client. And you don't want them. So I'm okay giving them fucking everything because what happens is, is the badasses go, holy fuck, she really knows what she's talking about. This is my person. This is who I want to work with. And I want them to step up. But you've got to mentally switch the gear off on, instead of let me convince them I know what I'm talking about, let me find out if they're worth really working with. And it shifts how the conversation goes and instead of convince, you're trying to get them to come to you. And what I love about this interview is not only am I getting lots of free feedback and information, but people are getting a window into how you work and how you think and the value that you provide. And that's kind of the model for your calls, right? Everybody's going to leave that call happy. Absolutely. And I had to learn that. I mean, I grew up in the transactional beat the shit out of them sales. I mean, if you'd have met me 20 years ago... That was a total different Donnie back then. I've been doing podcasting and video and all this stuff for my whole life. And so there's a lot of things where I learned all the rules. And it seems so obvious and intuitive to me where you break the rules, where they apply to this situation or not that situation. And to me, it just seems easy. And I'm like, why isn't this easy for everybody? Like, how could I even sell this? It's easy. And I think you carry a little bit of that because you've been in it so much that I don't think you realize how difficult it is to do what you do because it's so intuitive for you. I 100% agree with that. And it's not always easy for me to break it down so others can wrap their freaking head around. It's like speaking on stage. I've never struggled in my life speaking on stage. It's never been a problem for me. So I can't wrap my head around when people say, oh, I could never do that. So it's those type of things. What I have fortunately been allowed to do is have the courage to go fuck up so much in the sales process that I've figured it out. And guys, I'm not the world's greatest salesperson. There's going to be a ton of deals that I probably should have said this instead of that. I just don't give a shit. And I think that's the value. So for everybody, I don't think there's anything as a natural born salesperson. I think it's a learned skill. And I think, unfortunately, whether it's podcasting, whether it's sales, is people are so tied to that outcome. They're so tied to the end result that they forget to be a fucking human. But sometimes you have to be, right? I mean, like if you're somebody that is starting your business and you got to feed your family, like you have to be tied to your outcome. There are times when that's all that really matters, right? I don't truly believe that. If you go into the marketplace and say, man, I have got to get this money coming in, taking care of the family, so I need to close whatever the fuck I can close, 
you're going to learn some very hard life lessons very, very quickly, like who the fuck you don't want to work with, right? True. Yeah, yeah. And that's a great lesson to learn. But there's also the other side of it that happens that you get to this level of comfort. So let's say you jump out the gate and you just say yes to anybody that comes up. You'll get to a point where you have four to five clients that are paying the bills, you're going to turn off the sales mechanism and service. And then what's going to happen is those clients, because you don't like working with them, they're going to realize they don't like you very much. They're going to go the fuck away. And next thing you know, you're like, oh shit, I've got no clients coming in because I've been working on them and I haven't been out bringing on more clients and growing the this business. This is every independent and every freelancer's story, right? I mean, this For is, sure. you know, this is it. That's the story. And the only way to fix that is you've got to go through the process of going, this is who I want to work for. Because think about it. You want to do business with the most confident fucking person on their skill and craft. Like working with you on podcasting would be a fucking no brainer. You've got so many events and all the shit you used to do and all the things you're doing now. You're probably one of the best in the fucking game. Why wouldn't somebody want to work with you, right? And that comes with a fucking price to work with somebody at your caliber. But because people are so scared of their own knowledge and they don't think it's much value, they go after the safe shit. And the safe shit is anybody with a fucking heartbeat versus reaching out to a Joe Rogan and going, Joe, I listened to your fucking show. It's amazing. Do you know you could be doing so much fucking better? And here's how. That's the ballsy maneuver. And if more people would go after the bigger people that scare the shit out of them, that they really want to pour into and work with, the people that actually do the work, they'll grow. But they spend so many times on broken people. And what I mean by broken people, they're either broke financially or they're broke mentally. They stay in those realms because, by God, that's fucking safe versus going after clients and people that could actually scares the shit out of them like oh my god if i landed joe rogan holy fuck what would i do you know that kind of stuff because you know that's all of a sudden massive exposure but it's that kind of thought process you've got to take in the marketplace and this isn't about arrogance i don't want people to go well fuck i'll only work with joe rogan that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is you've got to go after people that can't afford your rates what you charge you got to have the confidence to put your rates out there and fucking plant your feet and stand by them. You've got to be willing to look at somebody and go, you know what? You're not an ideal fit for me. And it's that last move that separates people who are going to make it be successful and love doing this versus everybody else who's going to stay at a certain level, very small, is that ability to look at somebody and say, you know what? Marion, God love you, but you're just not a good fit for what we do. That's the courage move. That's where all the magic is. And if you do that, that person will have so much fucking respect for you because you had the courage to say you're not a good fit. And it doesn't come from that desperation mind. And it frees you up to continue to keep one foot on the gas going out and finding the right people. I love this. I feel like I just had a little psychology, a little therapy session. <laughs> and I mean, it's true of you know most of the things we do. And it's the same in podcasting. I had one client. She never launched her podcast, but she wrote me the most amazing recommendation. And she said, what I learned about myself, about my executive presence, about what my message was, my clarity on it was life-changing and so valuable. 
And so I think there is a big part in whatever we do, especially when you have a little wisdom and a little life experience that is really about seeing what that person needs and how they're getting in their own way. For sure. Well said. And for me, life is meant to be a fucking adventure. I think most entrepreneurs have created a really shitty job for themselves and not a company. <laughs> I think that was what got me to like you. I think you said that on one of your podcasts and I was like, this guy has got it figured out. That <laughs> I, don't, I don't have it figured out. I'm by, I'm by all means, I'm still fucking learning. I love telling people, man, if somebody would have taught me all this stuff as I was coming up in the game, I wouldn't have listened. Everybody's got a different place where they're stuck. But what are some of the kind of most common things you run into that people get stuck on in terms of trying to sell their service or their product? Number one, if you can't communicate what you do to a three-year-old, you don't know what the fuck you do. It's amazing how many people literally cannot describe what they do to somebody else. Like if you have to explain what a podcast is for somebody, you're talking to the wrong fucking people, okay? Second, if you don't know the ideal fucking person you're going after, and the stupidest thing somebody can say is, well, I can work with anybody. Fuck you. And the reason I say it that strongly is that niche is not for you. That niche is for me. When you sit across from me and I say, who can I introduce you to? And you're like, well, well, anybody. I want to punch you in the face. And the reason being is I've got a massive fucking Rolodex of people I know. And if you can tell me a quick story of, look, I want to talk to that business coach that's been a couple years in the game. They've thought about doing podcasts, but they're not sure if this is the route they're going. They have a massive amount of content. They have courses already established. They've written a book, everything, so that this is that kind of final piece to bring it together. I'd be like, fuck, I know exactly who you need to talk to. Let me open that door. But if you can't tell me that story, then there's no value. So that niche is more for me. And then the last thing is they're scared to death of sales. Guys, sales is a conversation. Go have them. Go have fun. Go screw them up. Learn to ask questions that scare the shit out of you. And keep trying until you learn it. And you'll eventually figure it out. So this show is called Grounded Content. And a lot of the listeners are professionals in the content creation space in one way or another, whether they're a marketing department, a social media department, a podcaster, whatever that is. So for somebody like you, right, you create a ton of content. How do you design that content to support your sales? I tell the shit I wish somebody would have said to me when I was going through the shit. Most of my clientele are a couple years behind me on their journey. So I share the stories, the fuck-ups, the things that I struggled with as I was going through it, and I teach, and I've found that teaching brings my people to the table. And the more I share shit like we've done on this show and just teach my truths, people are like, fuck, that's exactly where I was, or that's where I am. And you don't worry about putting stuff behind the paywall or whether you're giving too much away. You just figure you give it all. Yeah, because I don't want the DIYers. I give everything. I mean, look, everything out there is already out there on Google and YouTube anyways. So you might as well give everything away because, I mean, when people pay with shit for me, it's because we're doing group coachings or we're doing the networking groups. Or we're doing summits. So you're getting access and exposure to a lot more people and bigger networks and the like. 
Coaching is a beautiful thing, but most of the time you're coaching shit that people can learn on Google and YouTube. You've just packaged it up in a cool way to make it easier for them to wrap their heads around. Or you have that trust factor, right? Because sure. we can find any kind of crap on Google. And I think when you have somebody whose opinion you really trust, you know the advice they're giving you is valuable. That's huge. I think especially today, as there's a lot more sort of solo or small organizations, they really are very tightly merged. You know, the creating content, doing your marketing, doing your selling, a lot of the time it's all wrapped up together. So I know you have your Badass Business Summit. I know you have your podcast called Growth Mode. You have a Success Champions. Are there other things people should know about? Yeah. So if they will send a text, send the word success to 817-318-6030. I will send them all this information. They'll get a free training in there as well on sales. It'll have all the links to everything that we do get you all the places. The best book you can go get that I've written is Endless Stream of Referrals. It's out on Amazon. You can get it for 99 cents. But yeah, send the word success to 817-318-6030 and you can get access to all our stuff. And I'll put that number in the show notes. I'll get it from you after. So I'm going to let you go because I know wait, you got to go. Before you let me go, you got to let me do this. So guys, you do me a favor. If you got any value out of this episode, one tip, one trick, anything that worked or you're going to apply, do Marion a favor and tell one other person to listen to this show. There's nothing greater that you can do for a podcaster than to get somebody else introduced to what she's doing. She's got an amazing style. She personally has an amazing story. So go give her a virtual hug by telling somebody else to listen to her show. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your patience in that really long open because this interview, I think, was really worth the wait. So thank you, thank you, Donnie, for coming on the show. Thank you, Chris, for the great job on the edit. And thank all of you so much for listening, for staying to the end. I'll see you next time.